Good evening on a late Thursday night Thursday night episode of the Illini cast. Uh, I, I, I have some somber news for everyone. I hate to start it off this way, but Michigan basketball has just lost once again to what arguably is the worst team in the Big Ten uh, in the Minnesota Gophers. And I'm now officially worried on whether Jawan Howard survives long enough to make it to January 18th because there's nothing I want more than for Jawan Howard to be on that Michigan bench and to send him home 0-7 against Brad Underwood. But now, you know, I was hoping they could win this game tonight. Uh, you know, it, it buy them some breathing room. Uh, you know, Jawan seemed to have been on the hot seat uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, whatever X amount of altercations he's had now. But they lose today. I think they're like two and fourteen in last minute, uh, you know, last possession games or something like that. Just all time, and we're talking like Scott Frost level uh, ineptitude, uh, particularly late in the game. But uh, yeah, you know that's unfortunate news. And uh, otherwise, what we're going to talk about today is the Purdue and Illinois game uh, tomorrow. It's Friday night, 7.30 local time on Fox. Uh, a lot of people are calling it the Big Ten game of the year. Uh, I can kind of understand the hype on it. If you do any research on YouTube, you're going to be seeing um, basically every national media hyping up this game. The Sleepers have uh, done a preview on it. Uh, you know, a lot of folks have. Just And why? It's because Purdue basketball fans and Illinois basketball fans uh, are a pretty rabid bunch. And... You know, I just want to give it up to Purdue fans. Um, I've always considered Illinois to have arguably the most obnoxious uh, fans, basketball-wise, on the internet. I, I see some of the posts that some, you know, folks make, and I'm just like, oh. you know, I just kind of cringe. And it is who we are, though. You know, it's I can't hate my own people, but there is a certain sense of, I don't know, us wanting attention, uh, you know, uh, seemingly seemingly kind of needy that uh, has turned a lot of people off. Because, you know, a lot of other teams just think of the John Gross era. And, you know, where we were kind of at the, you know, bottom tier of the Big Ten, kind of forgotten about. Since 1985, we've got the 20th most wins in NCAA uh, basketball history. We are a good program. It's just been, uh, you know, a, a been a while. And now that Brad Underwood's brought us back, our fan base is kind of finding the energy to get excited again. You know, uh, we're not really a football school. We are a basketball school. We care about basketball. We're a passionate bunch. Now, having said that, in my last 48 hours, I think Purdue has far surpassed us when it comes to just obnoxious, uh, completely entitled uh, fan base when it comes to Twitter. And I see, I don't mind Purdue. Uh, my my brother attended his undergrad there. Uh, I have a great deal of respect for Matt Painter. I think he's, he's the best coach in the Big Ten, top three coach uh, in the entire country. But the way these Purdue Boilermakers tweet on social media make it sound like we are talking to Duke. We're talking to Kansas, like they're North Carolina. I'm not sure where this sense of elitism comes from, but someone needs to, I mean, 
you would think they're uh, humbly reminded enough that the last three years they've lost to a 13 seed, a 15 seed, and a 16 seed. But it, I don't know. For whatever reason, it's not registering. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing memes being dropped uh, that, again, it, that would come from a team that's won two national championships in the last five years, not one that has really been underperforming for the most part. So, you know, shout out to Purdue. Purdue fans, um, you've at least off the basketball court, you've certainly taken over uh, the Illini fan base, uh, at least in my opinion. I'm just awful people, just weirdos. Uh, you know, I don't get it. Like, I don't know what it is about Purdue basketball, but you guys are super passionate. And again, I, I want to be very clear. Uh, I was on the Big Ten Huddle basketball show uh, last night where we kind of discussed uh, Illinois basketball and Purdue basketball. And obviously we have a sister po podcast with the Boiler Express where I get along great with those guys. This has nothing to do with them. Um, I had a, a gentleman named Russell from the Boiler Express who tweeted uh, uh, correcting me on my miss. I, I misspoke uh, on a particular stat last night. I have no problems with that. That was awesome discourse back and forth. Everything went along fine. But everything else I'm seeing on Twitter, and I, I, I'm not the type to disclose my DM, so it is what it is. But it's just I, I don't quite understand where you get you guys get this energy. Uh, I wish, you know, it is what it is. That's fine. Uh, I'm here to kind of talk about the game. I did want to mention though that Big Ten Huddle uh, episode that uh, I was on yesterday, where we discussed Illinois Purdue. I think it's gotten like four or five times the amount of viewers that the average basketball uh, Big Ten huddle episode gets. So again, that kind of proves my point in the sense where, you know, we may not be much when it comes to the football field, but when it comes to basketball, uh, our two fan bases are super passionate. We really care. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's it, none of these two teams have really done much. Uh, on the courts compared to the way we talk, but it is what it is. Uh, tomorrow's the matchup, the official matchup uh, between Purdue, the number one team in the country, um, and I think by a pretty decent margin, uh, and uh, Illinois, who might be the hottest team. Uh, yeah, I might be the hottest team in the country right now, especially with three super impressive wins in a row, uh, two of them without our best player, uh, Terrence Shannon, and it's uh, here's a breakdown okay and this is gonna you know make a couple of people angry but if terrence was in this game i think legitimately my hot take was that we would go into west lafayette we would go into Mackey arena which is you know many regard as the toughest place to play uh in the conference if not the country and i genuinely think that we could have uh, snuck out with the win without terrence uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I do think ultimately Purdue's going to win. And let me just kind of talk about what how I see the game. Uh, again, this is not going to make people happy. Just let's get it out of the way. Well, this is what we know is going to happen tomorrow night. Zach Eadie's going to have 27, 28 points. Uh, he's going to have 12-odd rebounds, 12-plus rebounds. He's going to have one foul. That's just the typical Zach Eady games. You know, it, it, he's been in the league long enough where the complaining doesn't help. You know, he is refereed in a certain way. Um, I mean, Purdue fans don't want to acknowledge it, and they compare this to the Kofi situation. But 
one of the frustrating things about watching Kofi in an Alina uniform was that as good as he was and as big and strong as he was, he would get himself into foul trouble. And once he did that, uh, we were in a position where, you know, we'd have to rely on Georgie or we would be at a severe disadvantage. Purdue never seems to have that problem. Now, if you ask them, they have discovered some secret game plan that only they know about, uh, Matt Painter, the genius, where they figured out a game plan where one of the most physical centers in the country uh, never picks up a foul. And that's just their strategy, which honestly is a pretty good strategy. And like more coaches around the country should look into it. Now they'll tell you, watch the game and, you know, see, see how many times Zach Eadie's hacked, uh, how many scratches he gets. Like there's no one in the league, uh, in the country fouled more than Zach Eadie. And you know what? You're probably right. I'm agreeing with you. Purdue fans, I'm agreeing with you. Now, follow me here. With that being the case, watch that same game. Look at that same box score. The guys that Zach Eadie was going up against, they probably had four fouls that game. There was probably three or four guys that Zach Eadie went up against who all had three, four, and one guy probably fouled out. That same physicality is happening on the other end. And somehow, again, the Boilermakers, Matt Painter, has figured out some sort of game plan where Zach Eadie doesn't get any of the fouls. You know, again, one, two fouls per game. It is what it is, uh, and it's going to happen tomorrow, guys. It, it, it's absolutely going to happen tomorrow. Zach Eadie's going to end up with 27 points, 13 rebounds, a couple blocks. He's going to hit 80% of his free throws. Um, it is what it is. You know, fine. So be it. We know on our side that we're going to be ready. I don't know what that means, but what I think this game is going to come down to is the way we guard what many have considered our weakness. And, you know, Marquette kind of exploited it. Um, the little guys, the little guards. How are we going to guard uh, Braden Smith? And how are we going to guard uh, Lance Jones? You know, Lance Jones is uh, six foot one. Braden Smith, I think, is six foot tall. These little guys, uh, you know, kind of give me flashbacks of Kolick from Marquette, who, for the most part, dominated us. But we're a much different team from the team that uh, played Marquette uh, in Champaign earlier in the season. Ty Rogers, I for some reason, I have a feeling this is going to be a Ty Rogers game. I, I can't explain what it is. Uh, I think right now we're just much better coached. I think that the fact that our lineup is so much bigger than theirs, um, it's going to be a really interesting matchup. Like I, I'm going to keep rehashing this, but I really think that tomorrow is going to be a fun game to watch because, yeah, we can't guard Edie. We're not, not that we're Even if we were allowed to guard Edie, we can't guard Edie. He's simply the most unguardable player uh, in the country now, especially with that size, with that skill. And yes, Purdue fans, I'm telling you, he's. I'm not one of the other fan base uh, guys saying that he's uh, only skilled because he's big. No, he's a very skilled player. He is what he, what he is. But what I'm interested in seeing is the chess mess that's going to go on with Brad Underwood. Because... Who's Brad or who's Zach Eady going to be guarding uh, when he's on the defensive end? 
you know, when you talk about the bigs that Illinois has, the style of play that we've had over the last seven, eight games, I'm not sure that they're going to have just as much trouble guarding our offense as we are going to have guarding uh, Zach Eady. Coleman Hawkins, especially if he continues to shoot the way he's shooting, if he can hang out in the perimeter, that allows Damask, uh, that allows uh, the aforementioned Ty Rogers to do the booty ball that they've been doing um, very successfully over the past couple games now. And, you know, at that case, like, there's no better team right now in the country than Illinois in finding the switch to find the weak link in the uh, opposing defense and just taking advantage advantage of it, making the switch, getting your worst guy on Damask. Damask, his mid-range game reminds me of, uh, you know, DeMar DeRozan uh, when it, you know, there's no one more automatic in the country right now from 10 to 17 feet than Marcus Damask. Now, is he going to come out and score 30 again on Friday night? I don't think so. I think that's uh, very wishful thinking. But if he can kind of just be the catalyst, and if our other guys are making their open jump shots, again, that makes Edie vulnerable on, on defense. And so how does Purdue match that? Ultimately, I think this game's going to come down to how we defend those two guards that I mentioned earlier. Lance Jones, Braden Smith. Those guys are super skillful. They're really good. You know, they're veteran players. And if they have a successful game, I think Purdue win, wins. I'm telling you, Zach Eady could come out with 35 points, 17 rebounds, X amount of assists, blocks, all that. But Illinois can still win the game because I don't think Illinois is really even game planning for Evie. I think they're just going to let him get what they get. They're just going to hope that our guys don't fall out, foul out. You know, it's this might be a Dane game. You know, I mean, you're talking about a guy who might just set the record of uh, uh, lack of minutes before someone fouls out. This could be just danger just to put a body on Edie for a little while just because the other guys are in foul trouble. Hopefully not. But we'll find out. But again, the point is let Edie get whatever crazy monster numbers that he's going to get. I want to see what the surrounding cast does because Illinois is a damn good defensive team. We're great at switching. Uh, Ty Rogers, uh, you know, we're going to miss Shannon here a little bit because I think I've said this before. uh, Terrence Shannon and Ty Rogers were just having those two wings uh, just switching and the amount of speed and athleticism the two had. It was a cheat code on defense. And one of the leading causes of why – we were as uh, successful as we are. We were, but now I want to see how we handle these two guards uh, on the Purdue side. The good thing is Purdue. I don't know if Purdue knows how to guard us right now because the more I think about the X's and O's, I don't know how I would game plan guarding Illinois' offense at this moment because you really don't know who's going to catch fire. If Quincy Garriers continues his, I think he's averaging like 19 points a game over his last five games. Marcus Damask, you know, I mean, what more do I need to say about his effort the last couple of games? Coleman Hawkins, as I said, he's making his three-pointers. You don't know where the offense is coming from, from Illinois. And that's kind of what's making us so dangerous right now. Uh, we set the record, uh, our record for uh, points per possession in that last game, or at least not, I think it was the highest point, um, 1.44 points per possession, which was the highest total, I think, since 2005. 
And this is not just me saying it. Again, this is like national media saying this. Like Illinois right now is one of the most fun offensive teams to watch right now. And it's absolutely right. It, it, it's it's we've come a far away from the beginning of the season where it seemed like we were struggling for points and we we're just like we were hoping that Terrence would, you know, uh, put his head down and charge to the rim. And that was our offense. Not anymore. You know, the fact that Brad Underwood has been, you know, our team is full of 23 and 24 year olds. Uh, they seem to have figured something out on offense, uh, whatever system that they're using now. And it's like everyone's scoring points from different uh, from different ways. You know, Damask, he was sh- shooting threes before. They weren't falling. So what's he doing now? He's stepping a couple feet in. And those shots are falling. He was 11 for 15 uh, against Northwestern the other night. All the other, like Coleman Hawkins, he, he seems to be healthy now. And as long as he can somewhat contribute on the offensive side, that's great. You know, if he can stretch out Edie, make Edie vulnerable on the defensive side of Purdue, that's all we ask of him. Where Coleman's, you know, efforts are truly appreciated is on the defensive side. The way that guy changes an opposing team's game plan it's uh, you can count on one hand the amount of players that have the defensive impact uh, that Coleman Hawkins does, especially now that he's healthy. You can see it. You can see him more confident. He, uh, there was a you know bunch of plays in the last game which were tweeted out about like Boo Booey trying to take Coleman Hawkins one on one, and you know I think it was Derek Piper tweeted out like you know how many fives can go up one-on-one against a boo-booey and win that battle. And that's exactly what he did because that's what he does. He's just, he's a very talented defensive player. And, you know, it's just, it's nice to see. He's one of the main reasons. It's Coleman Hawkins and Quincy Guerrier, their performance over the last, I think it's seven games, uh, that has kind of led to this resurgence of what started off looking like a good team to what it's now many people, not many people, I'm sorry, a lot of people are saying uh, is a sleepy Final Four contender. Now, ultimately, what do I think is going to happen this game? Um, Again, as I kind of let off uh, the podcast, if Shannon was going to play this game, my hot take was going to be that I I think Illinois can win tomorrow. I think Shannon would have put us over the top. I think... Purdue is a fan. Again, no disrespect to Purdue. I'm not one of those guys. Purdue is a great basketball team led by a great basketball coach. But I think the way we've been playing with the confidence level that we were playing and the offensive sets we've been playing with, that we would have figured something out. Uh, We would have been able to expose uh, Edie and their defense on the other side. The issue now is if you take the top eight players on the court, tomorrow let's just say top 10 that's fine the top the two best players on the court tomorrow are going to be on the Purdue side you can have Zach Eady you can have Braden Smith so the two best players are going to be on Purdue now if Terrence Shannon was in the game yeah fine you have Edie on one side and you have Shannon on our side now granted in my opinion from three to six if not three to seven best players are wearing an Illinois uniform so that's where kind of the balance comes in so ultimately, you know, it's. It, I don't see a lot of the freshmen playing. Um, this is 
this game's way too important. And I, I do want to say this game's a lot more important for Purdue than it is for us. Purdue's already lost in Big Ten play. You know, they lost. I how I don't know. I I, I need to go back and watch this game because they they lost to the same Northwestern team that Illinois just beat by 30 points. So whatever it may be, uh, Purdue's already one game back. Purdue, Illinois play tomorrow, and the game is in West Lafayette. If by some chance Purdue loses this game, they're two games behind Illinois, and their remaining head-to-head battle is going to be uh, in Champaign uh, on senior night for Illinois, and they're going to be two games back. So this game is much more important for Purdue than it is for Illinois. What I'm curious to see is, again, we, we've had a lot of success over the last three games, but the, the three teams that we played are Missouri, who themselves, uh, even before the game, I said, was not a very good basketball team. Fairleigh Dickinson, who, I mean, with or without Shannon, you know, we should wipe the floor with them um, if we are the team that we think that we are. Although Purdue has some bad memories of Fairleigh Dickinson. So, you know, maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm talking ahead of myself. Uh, and then we have Northwestern. Northwestern, who, again, I think is a solid Big Ten team. Uh, you know, pretty much every projection had them in the top half. Uh, I've seen them as high as top four uh, in the preseason rankings. They're a good team, and Illinois literally wiped the floor with them. But none of those teams are close to what Purdue is. Purdue is, again, you know, I'm giving all the credit in the world, the best team in the country, uh, led by what the three best coaches in the, in the country, in Matt Painter. So does this run continue tomorrow? Are our guys, you know, continue, like, again – it's somewhat of an advantage that the students aren't going to necessarily be uh, at Mackey tomorrow. Like, is it as loud as it generally is? I don't know. From what I was told, the uh, Purdue had lost their first January home game the last two seasons just because the vibes are a little bit different. The students are at home. So, you know, maybe that's kind of an advantage to us. But, you know, who, who knows what, what it comes down to. I think tomorrow... Tomorrow night, we're going to all look at the box score. And in my opinion, not even to bother looking at Edie's. 30, 15, one foul. 37 minutes played. We'll have fouled Coleman Hawkins out, Amani Hansberry out, Dane Danger, four fouls. It is what it is. Uh, the first two guys I'm going to look at are Jones and Braden Smith. If those two guys uh, put on a clinic, they have games where, uh, you know, the same way we couldn't solve Kolek. Then I think Purdue is going to win pretty soundly. Um, I hate to say it. I don't think that's that's a ne- – I'm not being negative either. It, it is what it is. Like, I'm enjoying this run that Illinois is on. Uh, I just – I don't know if it's just, a you know, how long we can keep it going. I love this team. Absolutely adore this team. I think this team can still be the second-best team in the conference. I just think right now the vibes are a little too high uh, for Illinois, which is funny because I'm usually I'm usually the guy on the opposite. Like I'm it's I'm overhyping, but maybe it's just all the attention. Uh, you know, I'm obviously consuming as much content as I can because I, I love uh, Illinois basketball. 
But a lot of people, you know, Greg Waddle from the Sleepers, legit said on his show today that if he had to pick a team that he thought was going to uh, win the national championship right now, the team he trusts most is Illinois basketball. You know, at wild, like it, 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 that's something. It's not something you would genuinely hear about a Brad Underwood team. I love our team. This means, I mean, no disrespect by it. Um, my hope is that we keep it a, a respectable score tomorrow. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's, it's you know, if you have no plans on a Friday night, you have to have to be watching. Um, if not, just for the chess match between Matt Painter and Brad Underwood. You know, two, these two teams, we play good games against each other. You know, we're like we're 90 minutes apart campus-wise. You know, the, the two teams are led by two good coaches and the teams are generally very talented. And, uh, you know, last year Purdue was up really big, if I recall correctly. And then Illinois made a run at the end. Could it happen? What, what's going to happen this year? I don't know. I think Purdue's the more talented team. I do. But I think Illinois is playing better. Now, where does that meet in the middle? I have no idea. But my prediction now is uh, Purdue wins, let's just say, by eight, nine points. Um, I think the spread is 10. Um, that did surprise me a little bit. Uh, you know, 10's a lot of points, uh, double digits. But that also kind of tells me that Vegas knows something that we don't. You know, it's one thing for YouTubers and bloggers and content creators to say, you know, Illinois is going to keep it close or Illinois is going to win. But the guys who are setting the lines, they they tend to know uh, what's going to happen. And they have Purdue as a pretty significant favorite right now. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not sure if I'll have a post game tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the vibes are like. We'll see what the mood is like. Um, but. Either way, it's, you know, at least early in the season right now, um, this has the potential to be, you know, Big Ten, one of the most important Big Ten games of the year, no doubt. So we'll see what happens. Um, I did have a couple questions. And folks, when I tweet out, uh, if you have some questions, just reply. You don't have to send me a DM because then it just sounds like uh, no one's responding. Someone's, so, okay, so. Someone's asking me to respond to, there was a Terrence Shannon um, update, somewhat update. There was a, uh, an Illinois account, which I, I th and forgive me if I get the details wrong, I think they had a significant donor um, write a note and ask the account to share, um, share the note, uh, which basically kind of, uh, for the most part, absolved Terrence of a lot of the accusations that you know were made against him and of course you know it got picked up by a lot of people and a lot of people have comments one way or the other either free you know free the hashtag free tsj and the others are like you know how can anyone take this seriously blah 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 i'll be honest i just kind of i i don't want to comment on it because i don't know like this is way bigger than basketball right do i hope terrence is innocent absolutely you know, when I look at the details, does it sound a little, you know, fishy to me? Sure. But, I mean, 
I have, I have zero law experience. I have no idea. All I know is that if something were to have happened, either way, whether something happened or not, this is a very serious issue. And so I myself, I'm just going to kind of stay out of it. I'm not in the free Terrence Shannon Jr. camp because I don't know. Like, I, I, you know, let's be respectful. A note can come from anybody. Anyone can write that note. You know, I can come up with a note and say it's from the girl and saying this and this and this happened. It's kind of a he said, she said, and it's on Twitter. It's on the internet. You know how many weird things are on the internet? You can't trust anything on the internet. So I'm just kind of, I hope, I hope he comes back. I hope he plays um, I, with the presumed innocence. If, you know, things are found out and, you know, things don't work out in, in his favor, so be it. I, I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I'm trying to stay out of it. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and end it there just because people get mad. If you have to, you have to pick a side on this Terrence Chan thing. And it, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not going to. You know, it's just, it's not my place. I'm going to talk about this team that's on the basketball court. Uh, these guys, you know, that those 11 guys uh, on that basketball team, they had nothing to do with what happened to Terrence Chan Jr. You know, like, no one contributed to that. They found out at practice pretty much when Brad Underwood did, you know, pretty much the same time we did. So they were caught off guard just as much as we were. And they could have had two kind of reactions to it. They could have sulked. They could have, you know, had a defeatist attitude. Oh, our best player is gone. You know, now we're going to struggle. Are we going to make the tournament? This and that. But that's not what's happened. You know, if anything, they've all stepped up. They've all helped each other out. And we've had two of the better games we've had uh, this season. One against our rival in Northwestern. So, you know, I'm just going to continue to support those guys. And uh, I hope you do too. And, you know, to kind of circle circle back, uh, it seems like we are supporting our teams. And I love that. And so... Go Illini tomorrow, uh, please, if you don't mind, uh, hit subscribe on this video. I know no one likes to hear that. And I know, you know, you, if you are going to, you already have. If you haven't, you're not going to. But I was looking at our data and the analytics. It said something like 88% of the people watching this video aren't subscribed. I'm not sure why. Uh, it's, it, it's a little button. Just click it. Uh, help, help us out. Because, you know, the, the bigger the numbers uh, in the subscription part, helps us out it kicks in that youtube algorithm sends this out to the masses and helps a little channel like this and you know it supports us and it costs you guys nothing so either way i'll be rooting for the orange and blue tomorrow i don't know where i'll be i'll be somewhere out in the chicago suburb so if you're going to be around let me know uh, send me a dm and uh you know we can watch the game and uh again we'll, we'll it's going to depend on the mood uh what kind of uh vibes we get uh you know if, if we get beat down then i don't, I don't know if i'm going to be in the mood i just want to I, we did get a comment from simeon fuller simeon i appreciate your comments on the channel uh i, I really do he says i believe the illini uh, i believe the illini will win if we contain the purdue guards and that's i completely agree i mean that's kind of where i stand too i think Edie's going to get his and let him get his. You know, I'm over the idea of complaining about him anymore. Um, this is just what he does. He's a, he's a very good basketball player. He's the best player in the country. Refs don't refs just ref him differently. 
You know, he doesn't need that help, but he still is going to get it. So don't worry about Edie's box score. It is what it is. Let him get whatever he wants. Contain Jones. Contain Smith. Make the other guys beat you. And if they can't, maybe Purdue can't. All right, that's it for me. Um, thank you again all for your support. And uh, I might be checking in with you tomorrow night. Otherwise, you can find me at, at IlliniCast. You can find me at the Sunny V. I also have another venture I launched uh, earlier today. Um, you can find me at Big Ten Show, and that's just that's for non-Illinois-centric um, content. We're going to be kind of spreading things out, uh, you know, with all the Big Ten teams. So if that's something you're interested in, please uh, please support, follow, send this to your Illinois friends, send this to your Purdue uh, friends, because I feel like they need to hear what I said at the early part of the show. And uh, all right, go orange and blue.